Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning into Bravo Happy Hour. Today's Thursday episode is a little bit different. I've teamed up with Jess from the Real Housewife of the West Side podcast to bring you a deep dive into the salacious book, House of Hilton by Jerry Oppenheimer. If you're a true Real Housewives fan, you know that this book is full of hot tea all about the Hilton family dynasty. If you guys don't know, Kathy Hilton is the sister of Kyle and Kim Richards from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So the book is really a window into the childhood of the Richards sisters and their momager, Big Kathy Richards. This is part two of this little mini-series, so if you haven't heard part one, I suggest going back and listening to that on my channel, or you can check it out on Jess's channel as well. So yeah, enjoy. So I finally have for you part two of... The House of Hilton book that Megan O'Donnell and I have done a very, very deep, 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 deep dive on for you all. Um, again, thank you so much for all of your positive feedback. Both Megan and I have received a lot of great compliments and you guys seem to really be enjoying it, which is great um, because we had honestly like so much fun just sitting and talking about all this um just this entire shit show. And so we're so glad that you guys were able to join in on that as well. Um, so part two, of course, we allotted like an hour. We're like, oh yeah, we'll be done in an hour, you know, covering part two. Uh, of course it took way longer than that. (laughs) I tried to edit it down as much as I could. Um, so that it, you know, is not a three hour long episode. It will be a little bit longer than most episodes, but I figured, you know what, it's a holiday weekend, whether you are traveling or relaxing on vacation or at home doing whatever, um, you know what, it's a gift from us to you, this extra special, a little bit longer, uh, episode of House of Hilton. And don't forget, the first episode um, was on my podcast this past Tuesday and was on uh, Megan's podcast this past week as well. So don't forget to don't forget to listen to part one first. And then if you have splurged and spent the $3 on the House of Hilton book on Amazon, feel free to follow along uh, because we do read many excerpts um, and, and call out the page numbers as well. So anyway, really quick before I get into that... Um, 
thank you. I just want to thank you guys again so much for listening, for your support. Of course, if you haven't already and wouldn't mind leaving a five-star rating and review, and of course, subscribing, it would be greatly appreciated. Also, don't forget to check out the Patreon. I put out two new episodes uh, this past week. There will be two new episodes next week as well. Uh, so it's patreon.com slash R-H-O-W. And I think that is it for now. We will get into the remainder of House of Hilton. All right, guys, you've all been waiting for it. We're back with Megan O'Donnell for the highly anticipated conclusion. <laughs> Part de. Part de of the Casa de Hilton. Um, <laughs> if you're following along in your books, we yeah. left off at chapter nine. I feel like I'm like going back to being a teacher. Maybe this is really my true calling. Let's all yeah, right. read aloud as a group. Oh, that was always my worst nightmare i'm terrible at reading out loud so that when was they like would call on you triggering when yeah. they would do like popcorn be like popcorn kathy <laughs> <And you're> like, <laughs> i was such a like bad student like i would never be actually paying attention i would be trying to like memorize the next sentence just in case i got called on like i was like so terrified of having to read out loud yeah, I was like always just trying to be like oh yeah i already i already read that one i know how to say that one out loud like, oh my god <laughs> Well, we will not uh, popcorn you or make you read aloud. Thank um, you. Okay, so yeah, chapter nine. So where we left off was kind of the pivotal point in our story. Mm-hmm. Um, as, you know, Big Kathy had just married, or as our lovely author put it, stole away Ken Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, you know, we all know that Kath, Big Kathy had stars in her eyes, and she was just itching to get to Hollywood, so she was like, hey, Ken Richards, I think that you should look for a job on the West Coast, and he was like, yeah, sure, that's a great idea, um, (laughs) so Ken found a job, just miraculously like that, and, um, they came out here, and they moved to Westwood, which I didn't realize that they lived there first, and then Diane Richards, which is one of Ken's children from his first marriage, also came with, so it was Big Kathy, Little Kathy, Kim, and Diane, his stepdaughter. Um, Kyle was not in the picture at this point. Uh, she was not alive yet. Um, so, yeah, they lived in Westwood, I guess, in, like, a rental for about a year. And then they, um, Ken Richards built Kathy the house of her dreams on um, <laughs> the one in Upper Bel Air, the one that I, you know, may or may not have stalked briefly. Um, where Kyle and Mauricio would later live down the street. So now is when we get into, this is when Diane Richards, Ken's daughter, starts like really spilling the tea here. She is basically like, oh yeah, so Big Kathy was abusive to little Kathy and Ken. She's like, she pulled their hair, she slapped them. Um, Just stellar parenting. (laughs) Yeah, model parents. (laughs) And I, I guess Ken would try to intervene. Um, but one of my favorite stories was so apparently they had a nanny who tried to set Diane up with, I'm guessing Diane was like in her late teens, early 20s at this point, mm-hmm. um, tried to set Diane up on a date with um, some guy. And I guess that pissed off Big Kathy. And I'm not sure why. Like, why do you care if she's going on a date? But whatever. And uh, Big Kathy told Diane, you don't associate with the help. Like, you don't get dating advice or get set up by the nanny, God forbid. 
<laughs> this reminds me of like Luann on Real Housewives of New York, where she was like <laughs> mad that Carol was dating her oh, chef. Oh, Adam. Like, she was like, he's the help. He was there to serve. <laughs> God. Adam was dating her niece, so he was good enough to like bone her niece, but he's not good enough for Carol. Like what? Basically. But this also like opened up a whole thing where it's clear that like Diane was not a fan of Big Kathy. And yeah. she said one time, Big Kathy got angry at me one day, so she put a little screw in the cheeseburger she made for me. She always told me I had pretty teeth, and I guess she wanted me to break them. I bit down on it. Fortunately, I didn't hurt my teeth. Like, what? Like, I mean, <laughs> insane. Like, who, who, how do you even think of this shit? Like, uh, I mean, that's, again, some Lifetime movie shit right there. Usually they're, you know, emptying some, like, quaalude into, like, a martini glass. But apparently <laughs> Big Kathy was like, I don't know, I'll just get a screw. And put I mean, what the fuck? And, like, she yeah. wouldn't figure it out? Like, oh, yeah, I like, wonder how that screw got in there. I mean, really? She blame it on the housekeeper lady. Right? She blame it on the poor nanny. So apparently that was, like, the, the last straw for the poor nanny and Diane. And they were like, we are getting the fuck out. Um, so they left and then i guess uh surprise surprise big kathy and ken their marriage was like not doing so great i know it's a shock to everybody um and i guess they went on like a vacation as a last ditch effort and we don't really know if kyle knows this story because i don't think she's ever talked about it before but apparently that's when kyle was conceived (laughs) on the last ditch effort trip and then apparently Big Kathy got pregnant and she was, like, super pissed. She's like, oh, fuck, I'm pregnant again. But, you know, she wouldn't get an abortion because she was Catholic. Like, oh, God. Okay. And then I guess Big Kathy was even more pissed because Kyle came out looking like Ken and she was like, oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but of the girls, Kyle does have, like, a significantly different looking face. Like, obviously she longer. She, mm-hmm. like, has brown hair and, like, her skin tone, I think, Maybe he's, like, a little darker than the other girls who are, like, very Irish with the blonde hair and the light skin. Right. But I think Kyle's probably the prettiest out of the three of them. I was just going to say that. I think, well, I mean, listen, I don't know about those pictures circa, like, 1986. Oh, yeah. That's a rough, <laughs> rough look. But, no, I think I think Kyle has, like, the is the prettiest out of Kim and Kathy, like, as an adult. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, like, her look is more unique and it's... Um, you know, she has, like, really nice bone structure. I mean, some of that God-given, some of that, you know. Yeah, maybe some of that God paid for, some of that, you know, other things paid for. Yeah. Um, we'll just say that. Anyway, so, yeah, apparently, you know, Ken was really, like, I, I love that. Okay, Big Kathy apparently was pissed because Pe- Ken, like, paid attention to Kyle, which, okay, I'd be like, oh, great. Like, my husband's being an involved father. He's paying attention to our kids. But, no. She's like, yeah. she's like, oh, you're paying attention more to the baby than to me. And yeah, because you're probably like a psycho bitch, dude. Um, and then, someone, this is all my opinion, everyone. Um, and then someone says that, I think this is, I think all of this information, by the way, we should probably like name a source, um, is courtesy of our friend Sylvia Richards, Ken Richards' third wife. Um, who I would just love to chat with. Apparently, she lives in Idaho now. 
or oh, no, God. no, I'm sorry. Correction, correction. She lives with her daughter, daughter in Vegas, not that far from here. So, well, go do um, boots on the ground investigative right? work, Sylvia Richards. <laughs> if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, because you're probably in your 80s or 90s. Um, yeah, she definitely knows how to access podcasts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let's let's chat next time you're in Vegas. Um. Anyways, yeah, so surprise, surprise, Big Kathy didn't really care about the girls so much, just the money that they could make her, allegedly. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. So, okay, so here comes, the like, one of the big breaks. So Kim gets the nanny and the professor gig, um, which was a big break for her. And then Big Kathy, apparently, like, around, you know, in the industry, around, like, Kim's, you know, career, whatever, was known as, like, the bitchy stage mom. And I was like, yeah, okay, I think we all knew that. Um, and then, so Kyle started working too, and Kyle's talked about this, that she, you know, got in there right away as, as a baby, she was hustling. Um, and then big Kathy started to like pit the girls against each other. And she would say to Kim, well, this is my baby. This is my sweetheart. Kyle's working. What are you doing? God. Which I would like to point out right here. I think we can all see why Kim is in a state she's in, just from that <laughs> comment alone. I mean, yeah, I mean, it always seems like Kathy was very, like, catty and bitchy towards, obviously, other women, so it's not surprising that she would kind of foster that kind of relationship amongst her daughters, and right. that's just so toxic, especially, like, when you're a child and you're working. Like, yeah, that, one, like, kids shouldn't work. Like, kids should well, be kids, exactly, you know? Exactly. And then to, you know, and then have your bitchy stage mom, like, well, kind this of, was like... Well, also before the, um, I forget what it's what it's called, but the, um, do you know what it's... I think it's called, like, the Duke-in-law, actually, or something like oh, that. Yeah, it is. The is it? Trust. Yeah. Is it? Oh, oh, my God. God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, I sound like Ramona. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I... Wow, that's a I full circle moment. Isn't it called, Wait, isn't it called yeah. that? It's definitely. Oh, I should know this, considering I literally am a producer. Like, why? Who has hired children? <laughs> Dugan Trust Kid. I think that's what it's called. It's the law that was basically put into effect. Didn't Corey Feldman have something to do with like creating it? And it basically means that if you're a child actor, your parents okay. can't like enslave you in, you know on-screen work just to, like, you know, draw money out of you and that a certain portion of it has to be kept for you till you're, like, 18 or something. Okay, it's Coogan. Coogan. Oh <laughs> Coogan. Oh, my God. I Okay, it seemed too good to be true. I was like, whoa, this is a full circle moment, guys. Can you imagine they, like, enacted this law because they were like, <laughs> Kathleen Dugan is such a terrible mother who has stolen the millions of dollars her children have brought in so that she could buy, like, limousines and jewelry which like and i would do too i would yeah yeah and weed oh my god my kind of girl like she does oh seem like a fun god. chick I mean, if she wasn't like abusing me or raising me <laughs> right <laughs> i mean if you were a friend of hers and you were like on her good side she was probably a great time yeah totally you and know? like hey i mean she clearly like knew a lot of men like <laughs> she seemed I had all the miscellaneous black men that her children are walking in on her with. I'm like, oh, what? Like, what? Look at that segue. I mean, look at that. <laughs> look at that. So, yeah, apparently uh, we get to what I titled as Big Kathy's Downfall. 
Um, <laughs> so apparently at this point, yeah, the, you know, all the girls were working. Little Kathy was like jealous of Kim and Kyle's success, which seems to be, you know, an ongoing trend to this day is they're always this like weird, like power trip against each other. Um, Kim is, you know, constant, you know, trying to like appease her mother, which shocker. And then, okay, BK's downfall, Big Kathy's downfall. Big Kathy's drinking gets out of control. Apparently, she was, like, a raging alcoholic. Is anyone shocked by this? No. I mean, hello, core <laughs> issues, alcoholism in the family. We know why Kim is the way she is. Um, okay, so this is great. Thanks to your lovely segue. Allegedly, uh, she was just, like, boning erroneous men and... Um, Kyle walked in on Kathy boning some black dude in their bedroom because that's just normal. Yeah, I I would love to walk in on my mom having sex with a random man when she's married. Like, what? Like, like how? Oh, my God. Does that not, I was going to say, how does it not fuck you up? But it also, <laughs> it makes so much sense because I'm going to reference my Patreon again. I'm just going to keep plugging this shit till people subscribe. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to re- re- reference my Patreon again by saying it is no wonder why Kyle allegedly has the dynamic in her marriage that she does. Because, hello, mm-hmm. if you're a child and you're walking in on your mother, not even your father, which for some reason, I don't know why I remember this like weird-ass shit, but there's certain things as a child, because, you know, you're your brain develops the most between the age of birth to six years than it does, like, in your entire life, um, especially the first one to two years. I don't know when she walked in on Big Kathy, but... Um, <laughs> but there are certain things that, like, if your mother influences them or uh, whatever, if it has to do with your mother, it's more, like, traumatic than if your father and vice versa. So... Yeah, that's understandable. I, can, I mean, obviously, that's, like in you from the beginning of course you think it's normal to just you know sleep with whatever you want whatever you want with (laughs) whomever you want um yeah and then apparently big kathy with one of her affairs i guess there were many she got pregnant but miscarried so there could have been a fourth richard's sister but oh my god we should like write fan fiction about that like what would happen if there was a fourth and that like so kyle like probably loved the fact that she was the youngest she had that going for her right right youth you know but if she wasn't even the youngest I can imagine her insecurities and complexes would even be heightened which I think that about myself like I'm so glad I don't have a sister because I already have like jealousy issues I'm like what am I gonna like have to compete with a a girl I only have two stupid brothers like like, my sister and I are seven years apart and I wanted like a, a, a baby sister for so long because I wanted like a, a, a real live doll and yeah. then when she was finally born and I like got what I wanted I was pissed you're like wait so I'm not the apple of your eye mom like well, and by the time uh, you're seven you're like you're used to being an only child true. and I, I was like fucking pissed and my dad told me once that I was like so pissed I told my dad I was like take her back now like take her back to the hospital like please like get this fucker out of here like, this is my house I know. and then I was even more pissed off because I wanted to like dress her up in little like you know Laura Ashley dresses my sister is a total tomboy well she's actually a lesbian now but you know makes sense but um 
yeah, it should, she wouldn't let me. I'd try to, like, put little bows in her hand, or in her, in her hair, and she would, like, swap me away. I was like, you're not even going to let me, like, make you into a doll? What is this shit? Right. Why are you even here if it's not for my own entertainment? Exactly. Thank you. Um, anyways, so, yeah, just just some more anecdotes about Big Kathy's downfall. Apparently, she also boned a Harlem Globetrotter, who I just think this is the most amazing thing ever, and I really want to track this guy down. If Get it, girl. Alive. Um, oh, and this is when we hear about, I feel like we've always heard about this rumor that, you know, Kim had to drive and pick up Big Kathy from bars. God. Because, you know, like, that's normal. Yeah, that's super healthy. Yeah, it says, Kim used to tell me stories of when she was 12 and 13 and 14 and how she'd drive her family car and go pick up her mom at different bars. Her mom would have men all over. <laughs> her mom would have men over all the time on different nights of the week and she'd make Kim perform oh, yeah. for them. Do little skits and dance. Her mom would have her basically perform on cue. Like, even she's that, basically like, Jean-Benet. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kim Richards, that, like, we've figured it out. Kim Domine yeah. is not dead. She's actually just reincarnated into Kim Richards, <laughs> which is so dark to think. Kim Richards but, is probably, like, I, the original Domine. Uh, definitely. I mean, but I don't know. It all goes back to, like, we were talking about it in part one, how, you know, these kids are, like, sexualized and made to perform for mm-hmm. men, and everything that they did is with this intention of whether it be, like, attracting a man sexually or to impress a man. There's, like, no genuine reason for anything that, I guess, Big Kathy ever did outside of the idea of, like, getting male attention. And it's pathetic. And, (laughs) like, like, what kind of message is that to send to your kids, especially daughters, saying, like, oh, well, this is the only way you can get a man's attention is if you perform for them and if you put on this act and whatever, like... No wonder Kim was married fucking, like, well, I guess Kim was only married twice, but still, like, no no wonder why, like, basically, well, except for Kathy, they all have, like, multiple marriages. Like, of course, what kind of fucking message is that? And I'm sure, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure these men that, like, Big Kathy would bring around were just like, oh, great, I get to watch some, like, six-year-old do a tap dance or some shit. Right, like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do on my Friday. Right, he's like, um, so are we in a bone or, like, what? Well, there's definitely been, like, a lot of, this is all alleged, but, I mean, it's actually not alleged. Kim Richards opened up about it, um, that, that she was sexually abused when she was a child. And, you know, when you have a revolving door of oh, random men coming that. into the home, when, one, there's not really a father figure there to, quote-unquote, maybe protect in a way. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying you need to have a dad around for things for things, bad things to not happen. But, like, right. when you have a bunch of, yeah, random men coming in, drinking all hours of the night, you know, mm-hmm. some shit happens. And, well, and when uh, you're one parent who's supposed to be the responsible one is also shit-faced. Yeah, exactly. And you're the little responsible one. Like, you know, there's definitely a lot of darkness in Kim Richard's life, which definitely leads yeah. to why she is an addict, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But... You know, a lot of this stuff with Big Kathy, like, you, it all kind of stems from the mother. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you see, like, seeing and being exposed to that kind of life when you're so young is bad. <laughs> like, you should not, you should not let your kids just be a part of, like, your debauchery, you know? Like, I, yeah. I just think there has to be a separation. And obviously, like, whatever, go out, drink, have fun. And you could still be a, a parent, a stable, loving parent. But, like... Yeah, when you're bringing it into the home, also, right. like, you know, the home that inevitably she starts to probably pay for because 
But Kathy doesn't well, yeah, have a real job. What, exactly, like, exactly. That's what, you know, and Kim even said this in the show back in the day. She's like, I was supporting my family. Because this is, as we know now, pre-Coogan, not Dugan, pre-Coogan law. Um, yeah, and I wonder, I really, I mean, I think I probably know the answer to this, but I wonder, you know, the times that Kim has gone into treatment, like, do you think she's ever, like, really gone deep into this shit and, like, really tried to process it? I definitely don't think so. I, I mean, either. when you start, like, having to actively work on yourself and truly, like, facing your demons is one, like, very difficult, obviously, but yeah. when you know, it's clear that, like, they're all, like, in denial of the type of person that raised them. Like, when you're just truly in denial, you really can't get any growth or change from that because you don't even, you know, she, like, I mean, we saw it on the show. Like, you would see, like, she's like, I'm not drinking, I'm not drinking. And then it's like, girl, you're literally wasted. Like, you're doing meth in the bathroom. Yes. (laughs) Her brandy. Dude, um, dude, that was such a good... Oh, God. That was, like, the golden ages the, of oh Rahal's eyes of Beverly Hills. Seriously, seriously. But, yeah, I mean, I think... I If you come at it, like, from a, you know, from a psychological perspective, it makes sense why, Kat, why Kim would be, like, you know, wasted off her ass, like, talking about her love for turtles. But oh. then... Uh, I love turtles. But they'd be like, no, I'm not drunk. Because, of course, like, this is the behavior that she learned. She saw her mother be, you know, totally drunk off her ass and just be like, I'm fine. Woo! It's just, it's, it's scary because you think, like, you know, history does repeat itself. Like, I wonder right. what genuine relationships with her daughters and her son is. Well, that's what I was, you know, when I was conducting research for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, you guys. This has been, like, three months of work. <laughs> I know, see, we, we hatched this idea, like, in February, I feel like. Yeah. I, I, this is, like, the biggest research project. I, I was telling you, I think I texted you, I was like, this is basically, like, a dissertation. I think I'm going to go back to school, <laughs> like, and I'm going to go back to UCLA and be like, okay, you know how you can, like, try to, like, apply for your own doctorate, like, for, like, random shit? I'm going to be like, okay, this is the doctorate that I want, and um, <laughs> this is how I'm going to get it. This is my plan. They're going to be like... Uh, okay, we're going to admit you now to the psych ward. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to get a PhD in Richard's sister history. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, honestly, you know what's funny, actually, bringing that up, is that I, was, I did bring this up in therapy, like, I think it was last week or the week before, because this is how my therapy sessions go. By the way, we'll be talking about, like, some deeply rooted issue I have, and then I'll be like, by the way, you know what this reminds me of? And then I'll just totally like, relate whatever thought I'm having to, like, the Richard sisters. My my therapist is like, wait, what? And, but then I'll be like, wait, so I have a question. If this, I'm, like, trying to get, like, her professional opinion on the Richard sisters, and she's like, okay. Jess, let's use uh, your hour today to talk about you. I'm Um, actually paying a lot of money to get this research, you guys. (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm so Um... (laughs) But, no, I was going to say, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so during my, I was found it interesting that Kim's kids, her four kids, she has three girls and a boy, actually, like, turned out, like, pretty seemingly normal. Um, I mean, her, we'll get into this, like, in a second, but her oldest daughter did get a DUI once. But, you know, who doesn't get a DUI when they're 15? I mean. It's, oh, 
15. I mean, no, maybe oh. she was 16. Sorry, sorry. I think she, she did have her driver's license. Oh, so it's a it's a theme for the Beverly Hills women, you know, uh, Bella Hadid. I loved that whole thing when Bella Hadid got the DUI and Yolanda was like, what? There's no problem. There's no problem. It's like, I love um, how that's definitely like has a problem. totally we've all like forgotten about that and we just never talk about it anymore. Like hashtag never forget. That's my 9-11. <laughs> just that's so fucked up. I'm from New York and we, we my dad worked in the city. Oh, no, we, all, we all love this country. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. already, like, offending half of, I mean, the entire country. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, like, Confederate soldiers don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> no, generally, racists are not into me. <laughs> generally. Me neither. I don't have, like, a huge racist audience or a huge, like, you know, bigoted audience either. I feel like most most of my listeners are pretty, like, on par with my beliefs. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> I know oh, my demo. <laughs> I know my demo. Although I did get, I don't even think, I was, I don't think I mentioned this on my Patreon. I, but I, I did get one, it was like a month or two months ago. I did get, like, one anti-Semitic comment, which what? shocked me. Because I was like, I didn't even know anti-Semitic people like watched Bravo. But I, I what they say? I mean, it wasn't horrible. It was, it was. Um, where did I post? I posted something on my Instagram. It was a story, and I said something like something about Shabbat. I don't know something. I don't know. So like, I don't know what I said. Like good Shabbos or something like that. And you know how you can like message someone like in their stories. So someone mess mm-hmm. this person messaged me. I can't even tell. I couldn't even tell if it was like a guy or a girl because it was one of those like weird profiles, and I blocked them. But um, they messaged me, and they they just said "fucking Jew," and I was what? like, "Okay, I get, I don't know if that's anti-Semitic, but uh, <laughs> no, that that is, yeah, that uh, is." But I was like, uh, "Okay, someone's a little angry with the world." Um, like, what? go back into the hole that you came out of. Like, right? I'm like, what is wrong with you? Anyways, yeah, I blocked I blocked them and deleted, whatever. But, um, yeah, if you are anti-Semitic or anti um, or a bigot or racist, um, you're not our friend, so just go away. Bye. Um, <laughs> bye, see ya. Uh, wow, how did we get on that? Um, I don't know. Well, the two of us were being somewhat <laughs> racist. <laughs> The two of us were being monsters, so like, yeah. The two, two of us, us were here <laughs> talking about other monsters, right? We're like, um, if you believe in the Confederate flag, you can go fuck yourself. If you're in the KKK, we don't want to know you. Yeah, no. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah. So back to the book. Back to the book. Back to Big Kathy. Um. Wow, this is really going places. Okay. So yeah, Big Kathy and Ken, you know, we're not whatever pretty obvious you know their their path was toward divorce but apparently big kathy dragged this divorce out like till forever because she didn't want ken to have 50 50 custody kathy wanted full custody because guess what the reason for that was money money honey exactly so ken i guess was finally like okay dude i can't handle this anymore he finally moved out of the house in bel-air and he moved into an encino apartment which here's another full circle moment for everyone um per my resources and intel 
apparently Kim Richards is currently living in an apartment in Encino, north of the boulevard, guys. It's, a, it's rough. Um, wow, so in an apartment? In an apartment in Encino. Oh, yeah. uh, there's, like, I have, like, a special place for Kim in my heart because I do see how clearly damaged she is. She just wants and love and acceptance. She really does and has, like, obviously just massive amounts of demons. Uh-huh. And, you know, obviously you see, like, Kyle... As much, it's hard to be there for an addict when you have seen, like, maybe fucked up things that she's done. And obviously mm-hmm. Kyle and Kim have known each other since they were born. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, Kyle was kind of mean to Kim in a lot of different moments on the show. And, right. you know, you can't, like, really kick her when she's down because it's, like, how much lower can she really get? Right. But, well, I mean, they we, did give her money. Like, that came out at one point where it's like Mauricio was giving her money every month. Oh, Maurice. Maurice. <laughs> Maurice. But I don't know if that, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, fully true. Because, I, I mean, she still gets, like, a stipend, part of her settlement from her, you oh, know, yeah. divorce from Greg Davis. But, I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, you know, stuff going on. Um, but also, you know... Okay, this is the, I promise this is the last time I'm going to talk about my Patreon. But as we know, like, some pretty, like, also, you know, closer to into her adult life, some pretty fucked up shit happened to Kim, too. Whereas I think, I think that's where the disconnect between Kyle and Kim kind of can, can come from. Because it's like, Kyle, I feel like, has lived a somewhat maybe more sheltered life. And it's like these, these things that, if you listen to that episode, you know what I'm talking about. These two things that really happened in Kim's more adult life. Like, I don't think that stuff maybe ever happened to Kyle. And so I think, I feel like Kyle, you know, has this, like, this frustration that she gets to a certain limit with Kim. But then it's like, okay, if you haven't been through this stuff that Kim's been through, like, how can you know what that pain is? And that, yeah. you know, um, and also, like, in regards to, like, the sexual abuse stuff, one, there's a chance that Kim told her mother this and told her right. sisters, and they didn't do anything about it because of greed and because of her not wanting to totally. leave a job, you know? And so oh, totally. Kyle probably doesn't even know the half of what Kim has right. gone through because when you're shut down, when you're a victim and then you're shut down mm-hmm. after you do say what happened to you, you'll never say it again. Because exactly. now you just you think you're the crazy one. You think you're the one who's doing right. the bad thing or that you're asking for it or whatever. Or, and I'm <laughs> sure that Big Kathy in all her glory probably shamed her for it, which is oh. like the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. Or she was like, good job. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's yeah, fucked exactly. up. <laughs> I, mean, you, I mean, maybe. You don't know. But, I yeah. Mean, yeah, she's like, well, I wonder how much money he has. But even that, Jesus like, Christ. you yeah. know, where it's like half of your value is yeah. in, again what you can give a man ultimately what you can give a man so that he can give you money whether it's through marriage or through a job like right well and it's sending sending the message that like you don't have worth just in yourself like you're not worthy Mm -hmm. unless you do these things and like you basically i mean god that like yeah i feel bad for kim i yeah um, so yeah, full circle moment. So now apparently Kim is living where, you know, her dad lived. And, um, <laughs> can you imagine she's like in that apartment? 
Oh, my God. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, anyways, this, this is where Ken Richards meets his third wife, Sylvia, who, you know, in this book, it just sounds like a gem. Um, She's a messy bitch. Like, going <laughs> to talk to Jerry Oppenheimer. Like, I love that. Like, oh my, my kind of girl. She's like, um, this woman was crazy. Let me right? exploit the fuck out of her. I just, like... Okay, you know how when you read a book, you obviously, like, imagine every, like, person in your own mind or whatever? And I tried to track down this Sylvia bitch, and she is not to be found. I may have found her on Facebook, but she doesn't have a picture. Anyways, I pictured her this whole time. I don't know if this is what you pictured, but I picture her, like, sitting at breakfast at a buffet in Vegas, just smoking her cigarette, like, having black coffee, spilling the tea. Black coffee, totally. (laughs) She probably has those bangs from, like, 1992. You know, the ones where you'd roll it and flip it back? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. No. I don't know why she has those bangs, but she does. Um. Anyways, so apparently Big Kathy went through, like, six lawyers because everyone was like, fuck you, dude. Um, and she then, probably was like, I'm not going to pay you. But right? <laughs> if you have money, maybe I'll pimp one of my daughters out to you. Right? She's like, if, how- you're, if you're a good lawyer. Right. <laughs> She's like, how much will six blowjobs get me? Right. He's like, um, nothing in the court of law, ma'am. Like, uh, you've got a what? Like, huh? So, or he's like, all right. This is the I'm other down. thing that I, like, find interesting that, again, Kim and Kyle have never talked about. Um, and, of course, this is from, you know, Sylvia's perspective. But uh, apparently Kim and Kyle became really close to Sylvia when visiting their dad um, and begged Sylvia to marry their dad. Okay, I can see how this would happen, though, because in, you know, when you're a kid and then you... Let's say she was, like, the tiniest bit stable and normal and, like, not putting hardware in their food. Um, <laughs> like, kids gravitate toward that, you know? They were probably like, oh, my God, like, this woman's, like, normal and nice and, like, not trying to, you know, pimp us out every two seconds. Like, of course they would, you know, of course they would, like, mm-hmm. find peace in that. Um, so that apparently in the, in the midst of the this divorce, um, between Ken and Big Kathy, Ken had to have heart surgery. So, which they didn't really explain why, but whatever. Um, And so apparently he made Sylvia, his new girlfriend, power of attorney so that, like, God forbid, if he died, that Big Kathy wouldn't get control. I mean, that's saying a lot. Um, And then, this is the other thing, which I was like, wow, Ken, okay. He, I guess, used this as leverage, and he told Big Kathy listen, bitch, if you don't sign these divorce papers before surgery, I'll sue you and take everything, including the kids. So Big Kathy was finally like, fine, whatever. After a nine-year divorce battle, they finally divorced. Nine years. It's like Bethany and Jason levels. (laughs) They were the Bethany and Jason of their time. Um, So funny. And hey, Bethany and Kyle were friends, so full circle. Full, full freaking circle. Except I feel like Big Kathy was the Jason Hoppy in this situation. Oh, um, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they divorced in 79. Um, this is when... Okay, so this is... 79's also when little Kathy was engaged to Rick Hilton. And by this time, there's a lot of overlap in Big Kathy's um, marriages and dating, by the way. Because apparently at this time, this is when Big Kathy was dating the mobster. Um, <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. I want to date a mobster so badly. Oh I want to, like, gosh. get great tables at restaurants, you know, <laughs> like, everybody, like, 
it's like walking, like, it's like you part the seas when you walk into restaurants because everyone's like, right. you can like park your kill. car wherever you want. Yeah, you like, exactly. You could park in like loading zones. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So, this is right now, let's set the scene. Uh, Ken is in the hospital, little Kathy, who at this time is like starting to turn. Um, as Dorinda would say, <laughs> started to um, Little Kathy calls the hospital, and I would like to read an excerpt of the book that could be found on page 96 if you're still following. Um, so according to Sylvia Richards, this is um, one day after Ken's successful heart surgery. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert, you know, he did not die. Um, <laughs> little Kathy was at this point engaged to Rick Hilton, um, little Kathy called Sylvia, and Sylvia says that little Kathy was a clone of her mother. Um, so here we are, uh, a quote from Sylvia. I thought she was calling to wish well the man who had raised her. Instead, she teased and taunted Sylvia. She told me that her mother had been going to the hospital when I wasn't there, and that Ken had told her how much he loved her, that he loved her more than me, and that he would never stop loving her. She said other things that were very hurtful and untrue. Little Kathy and Big Kathy loved hurting people. Okay, I Sylvia. Mean, seems um, on brand. It does seem on brand, yeah. And then uh, she re- Sylvia also references another traumatic incident that um, occurred way in the future during the christening of Paris Hilton at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York. Um Apparently, Kathy and Rick had not invited Sylvia and Ken to the christening. Kathy all but ignored the man who had raised her from the age of three. Baron and Marilyn Hilton, which are Paris's paternal grandparents, had generously flown them to New York in their private plane and put them up for a week at the Waldorf. A celebratory dinner after the christening was held with family and friends at a fancy restaurant when Kathy Hilton once again began attacking Sylvia. Here we go, guys. All of a sudden, Kathy said in front of everyone, I'd sure like to see you and Mom and Ken go to bed together. I know who would win in that game. Ugh. I was so embarrassed I could have died, says Sylvia. She was who the just, fuck talks about, like, that's their parents so fucking? gross. Like, what the fuck, dude? Well, again, like, another family that has normalized Well, exactly. Sex. Yeah, this is also the woman that would go on to, like, basically applaud her daughter's sex tape. Right, um, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, um, Sylvia says she was just trying to hurt me by insinuating her mother was better in bed than I was. Okay. <sighs> Ken was mortified. <sighs> Kathy's a very mean, per- mean person. They are very bizarre people. Um, yeah. Okay. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. So then I, I notated in my notes, like, Kyle's memory of this whole time seems to be completely different. Like, I, you know, and I, did you ever watch Kyle's show, The American Woman Show? I couldn't get past the first eight minutes. And the episodes ended up being with commercials, like, 13 minutes each. <laughs> I tried to watch the first episode, too, and I think I watched it, like, on demand. And I, same thing, I, I think I watched, like, the first, like, maybe 12 minutes. I was like, I can't, I, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, I think Kyle, like, forgets that, like, we're interested in her family because of the tragedy of all of it. Like, of the fact that you have, like, this crazy abusive stage mom mother. Like, they painted her in this light where it was like, 
one Alicia, Alicia Silverstein or whatever her name, Silverstone, whatever. Like, they look, one, nothing alike. Right. Two, just, like, her whole character, like, development. I was like, this is not who we've all heard about your mother as being. Like, right. She was, like, she was basically portraying her mom as this, like, you know, single mom trying to make it in the world. Like, poor girl. And, and she, I, I always got the impression that Kyle painted this picture that her dad, like, up and left their mom and just, like, left them to defend for themselves when it really doesn't seem like that was the case. But, again, you know, your self-preservation, your, your mind can do crazy things. So, yeah. I mean, I guess. Um, so then, you know, Big Kathy, apparently Big Kathy broke a lot of laws. Um, another one being forgery. Uh, apparently after... Casual. The, no big deal. Um... After the divorce, Ken found out that Big Kathy illegally sold a piece of land that Ken owned where he planned to build a home. Big Kathy forged a signature on property documents and got the sale money. Ken could have sued, but he didn't because of the girls. Well, she really fucking lucked out there. Yeah, and then I just made a note. Apparently, Sylvia did demand an apology from little Kathy for for the mean things and fucked up things she said in the hospital after Ken's surgery. But little Kathy laughed in their faces and refused. Um, ergo, Ken and Sylvia did not go to little Kathy and Rick's wedding. Probably was a bash. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so chapter 10. Moving on. Um, Kim, at this point, is 19 years old. And she started dating Monty Brinson. Now, Monty, we're all familiar with Monty from Beverly Hills because he not only has been on Beverly Hills, but... Kim, you know, referenced him a lot, and he passed away, was it like a year ago or two years ago? Like two years ago. R.I.P. Monty. I was a very into Monty. I was too. He seemed like a really sweet guy. Yeah. Um, like, turned normal. Yeah, like somewhat normal. He came from money. Um, he came, His family, I guess, was, they had like a, a supermarket chain. Um, I'm assuming it was like something like Ralph's, like that kind of thing. Um, and then he came to L.A. to be in the industry. He wanted to, I think, be, like, a producer. Um, and oddly enough, uh, Rick and Kathy introduced Monty and Kim. And their first date was at the Palm. Um, Love that. Which so at the chic. time was on Santa Monica. Uh, and then Kim and Monty lived together. <laughs> this is my note. Kim and Monty living together, but Kim was a hoe, started dating... <laughs> Started dating. Okay, here's another incestuous little circle. Remember how earlier in episode one, if everyone was paying attention, I said I mentioned the Davis family and all of their like interconnections with this family. Here we go again. Okay, so Kim and Monty are living together, but Kim, you know, being her mother's daughter, started dating John Davis, who is one of Martin Davis's sons. Okay, now later in a couple years. Kim goes on to marry Greg Davis. So Kim has now boned two of the Davis sons. Get it, girl. Um, And then apparently Kim would be like, oh, hey, Monty, I'm going to babysit Paris and Nikki, but really, I'm going to bone John Davis. And apparently Big Kathy, you know, pressured it because she was like, you get that Davis money, you get that royal money. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, it kind of all blew up in their faces because Kim accidentally got pregnant with her first daughter, Brooke, ergo the shotgun wedding in 1985 at the same church 
at that uh, little Kathy and Rick got married in, and where I mentioned um, Aaron Spelling's funeral was. So, <laughs> you know, she's following her mother's footsteps. She's getting knocked up to lock it down. Um, and I'm going to do that too again. That's like another thing I'm learning. I'm like, okay, this is what you got steal, to steal, steal, live, cheat, uh-huh, uh-huh. give my kids blowjob lessons, and then. <laughs> Get knocked up. Okay, cool. Noted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take notes, take notes. My um, poor future boyfriend. Oh, my God, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a quote I'd like to share from page 99 um, that says, with marriage arrangements being rushed, Monty gave him an engagement ring, but Big Kathy didn't feel it was suitably large. <gasps> she told Kim to give it back, recalls Mickey Katane. Oh, here we have Mickey again. Okay. If you guys forgot, Mickey is the daughter of the mobster uh, something Katane, Jack Katane. Uh, Kathy told me, I'm not letting her take that ring. She made him give her a bigger one. Okay. I um, love that. You know, I can't disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm kidding. Not really. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, Anyways, yeah, they got married at the same church. And then one of Kim's, I love this. Um, I didn't get this at my wedding. Like, what the fuck? Apparently an ex... Well, I didn't inv- invite any ex-boyfriends to my wedding either, but... Ugh, why would you? <laughs> Apparently an ex-boyfriend gave Kim $50,000 earrings as a wedding gift. Okay, no one gave me a fucking $50,000 gift at my wedding, but... Um, <laughs> so then... They, well, I guess you have to get married again. Right? Just... Um, apparently they, they got an apartment in the Wilshire Corridor, and they started a production company called Brinson Richards Productions... And Kyle starred in the one and only movie that they produced called Escape, circa 1990, which you can find on IMDb. Um, I don't know. We should do a deep dive on that film. Oh my god, that would that is truly too much of a deep cut. Like we'd have six people between our two podcasts listening. They'd be like, "What are these two people talking about? Why does this matter at?" Oh, we're like Kim was once wearing a sparkly shirt uh, 14 minutes in, which is crazy because in the season three reunion, she also wore a same dress with a similar motif. Like, what? I mean, someone would like literally like do a 5150 on us. Uh, yeah, mean, no, it would be like us and Brittany at like, you know, UCLA psychos. <laughs> I feel like our therapists would find each other's phone numbers and be like, does she exclusively talk about the 1990 (laughs) hit film Escape? (laughs) It's like, what? My therapist is going to do, like, like, her next, like, scholarly journal article about me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be, like, case studies. Exactly. The like, of I created a yeah. This is I'm gonna submit something to the DSM manual. You have a new diagnosis. <laughs> uh, okay, so nearing the, okay, so nearing you know nearing the end of Kim and Monty's relationship, I just wrote Kim was a hoe. Um, there's this like lovely story that apparently, um, you know they oh they were they were also just going. She brings Monty to the Davis's Christmas parties, which is probably, like, great. She's like, oh, hey, honey, let's go to the Christmas party of the family of the dude that, you know, I bone occasionally. Right. Uh, yeah, Monty says he actually lost his wedding ring at the Davis Christmas party, which is, like, very ironic. Um, 
Anyways, it says not long after the party, Kim went out for an evening to a private club in Beverly Hills with some girlfriends. Around 2 a.m., Brinson drove up his Ferrari and discovered his wife leaving the club, walking hand-in-hand with Martin Davis's other son, Greg. It was the final straw, Brinson declares. Uh, Oh, so Monty was actually interviewed for this book, but apparently Kim forgave him. Uh, The two got divorced but shared custody of Brooke, and the exes remained friends. Um, Okay, so Brooke, the first daughter of Kim Richards... She is the one who got a DUI a couple years back. You can see her mugshot on Google. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a little Tinsley reminiscent, I will say. Um, I love that. Kim, or sorry, uh, Brooke has now gone on to, here's another little uh, piece of information for you guys. So remember on Beverly Hills when every year when Kyle would have her stupid white party and she would have the fat burger truck? Okay, so this is why Kim, or sorry, Kyle always had the fat burger truck. So Brooke, Kim's first daughter, is now married to one of the fat burger boys. So the family that owns the fat burger company, they have, I think, three sons and one daughter or something like that. And the one of the sons, Thayer, is married to Brooke. So big Kathy's granddaughter, Brooke, did quite well. She married into money. She's doing great. They live um, not too far from me, actually. They're, like, living the life, whatever. She doesn't have to worry about it. Um, But here's the other incestual thing. Guess who Thayer's brother, which, by the way, okay, these brothers, their names are Thayer and Taylor. Isn't that, like, the same name? Yeah. Um, Anyways, his brother Taylor dated Farah, Kyle's oldest daughter, for a really long time. So cousins were dating brothers. I mean, it's a little like uh, creepy, a little what do I call like Mormon esque for me? Yeah, a little (laughs) like sister wives. When people have like weddings where they're like, me and my twin are getting married to him and his twin. It's like lit. Like yeah, that is so creepy. Like you know exactly what the sex looks like with the two of them. Like. Yeah, I I, I don't know why that's where my mind immediately goes. Yeah, I can't, whatever. So anyways, there's a little history for you. Um, Okay, so Kim, you know, as she was taught, just jumps from one marriage to the next. So she now marries Greg Davis. Okay, I lied. I'm going to talk about my Patreon once more and then I'm done, I promise. Um, Which, if uh, on my episode I did about Kim Richards, you can hear about her marriage to Greg. Um, so again, little Kathy and Rick allegedly introduced Kim to Greg. So it's like little Kathy was basically like throwing fuel to the fire here. Um, but big Kathy, of course, was stoked because she's like, oh yeah, get that oil money, get it girl. Um, and also, even though I think if I was in that situation, my mom, who's nothing like big Kathy would probably be like, oil money doesn't hurt. Like, right, right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Definitely don't sleep on oil money. Um, get that money. I know, I know. And I I didn't know this, actually, but Aaron Spelling based the show Dynasty on the Davis family. So, interesting anecdote. Um, And then I guess this started to breed some issues between little Kathy and Kim, because little Kathy was pissed that Kim was, you know, now her little sister was married into a prominent family. You're stealing my thunder. Uh, (laughs) You stole my goddamn house! 
seriously. Oh my goddamn rich boyfriend idea. Exactly. So there's a lovely quote from our fave Kathy, little Kathy Hilton saying, I'm married to the Hiltons and they are old money. I'm old money. The Davises are nothing but new money. Well, Anybody who talks about old versus new money is poor. Like, I mean, yeah. like, stop. It is new money, I should say. <laughs> like, you God. basically are just like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so apparently after, um, after Kim married Greg, she just started, like, going on a shopping spree. She was just spending that oil money. And, Get it, girl. Um, we have an excerpt on page 103 for those reading along. Uh, it wasn't heard of, It wasn't considered unheard of for Kim to go shopping and spend ten grand in an afternoon, as she prowled from one exclusive boutique to another on Rodeo Drive. I'd shop with Kim, and we'd go into store after store, and she'd see things, and she wanted that she wanted, and she'd say, "I want this in every color. I want every color in that." She just bought, 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 bought some more. Says Sylvia Richards. Jealous. Uh, yeah. Who, with Kim's father, were frequent guests of the Young Davises, who set up a special suite for them in their home. Well, that's nice. Um, Which this home, by the way, is currently being, uh, actually, I think they already, uh, what do you call it? They already knocked it down. They already leveled it. Um, It's being, apparently it was bought by a a Chinese investor and it is being renovated. And um, yeah, so sorry, Kim. I I don't know if Kim's going to go yell at that poor Chinese man. Hey, just stole my goddamn house. (laughs) The thing that I kind of always think about, it's like, I mean, we see a fall from grace with so many actors and people in the entertainment industry specifically, but to go from having so much wealth to Mm -hmm. then really having it all stripped away, that seems also like to be a definite thing that Kim is obviously dealing with. But like, Mm -hmm. if you're going into stores, dropping 10K like, willy-nilly, and then now you're, like, living in an apartment in Encino that potentially your father lived in. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Stealing like, from Target. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, that's just really sad. And it money is. obviously puts a huge stress on things. And again, when your whole life is based around the idea of, like, finding men with money, and now uh-huh. she can't find a man, let alone a man with money. Remember when she dated that Bull Mastiff. Oh, my God. What the I fuck was his name? He's so dude. gross. He's so I gross. They met at the mailbox. Yeah, right. <laughs> dude, that is like the new Tinder. Just go outside. You'll probably Just find a man. Just go to your he mailbox. Might go to your mailbox, check your mail, very basic things, and hey, you'll find a man. But right? I mean, Kim's really beautiful, so she's got she the first is. impression thing good. Then when she opens her mouth, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Stop speaking. Like, I can't hear you. I don't want to hear you. Don't open your mouth. Just don't open your mouth. Exactly. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, so apparently the Davises hated Kim, and they were like, this is a bad look, dude. Uh, She had two more kids, Whitney and Chad. um, And then she apparently did a lot of fundraising with Barbara Davis, who who was her mother-in-law. And the Davis family thought that Kim was a gold digger, too, which, you know, they were right. Um, yeah, not wrong. Not wrong. And uh, apparently, like, in the late 80s, early 90s, Marvin Davis sold the Pebble Beach Resort, and Greg got even more money, um, after which Greg gave Kim a check for a million dollars, and he was like, hey, here, go have fun. I mean, that just oh sounds like God. a great time. And But the thing is, is, like, when you don't have, like, 
any like when you don't if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think the well is going to run dry. You know she bought, like, dumb shit with that. Oh, like, of course. If someone gave me a million dollars, I'd put, like, 200000 in the bank. I'd buy, like, an apartment in Manhattan. Just as, like, my nest egg. So, right. you know, in 30 years, if I have no money and I'm flat broke, one, at least I have a nice house, or I could sell it. Like, hello. Right, I would put that shit, like, dumb. in an annuity, put, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But, yeah, of course, Kim, you know, whatever. And there may or may not allegedly have been some um, substance abuse issues going around at this time. And uh, um, May or may not, yeah. <laughs> may or may not. And there may have also been another traumatic incident. Um, and apparently Kim was drinking a lot at this time. Um, and then... I mean, Greg Davis, like, I, I, I had got a hint to him because apparently Monty, the ex, her ex-husband, was getting in gambling debt, and Kim asked Greg to bail him out, which I was like, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think, uh, I can't even, if I called any of my exes right now and was like, can you bail me out of some money or, like, bail me out of jail? I think half, all, pretty much all of them would be like, go fuck yourself. Exactly. But, like, like you, if I was like, go. oh, can you do this for my new man? Like, they, they double down on the go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, what? Right, right. So, yeah, at this point, That's I guess. ridiculous. Kim retired from acting. It's um, easy to retire when you're not getting gigs. Right, right. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, and I guess Greg Davis, he was like, he was like, we got to leave L.A., we got to get out of here. My wife was like going nuts. Um. But Martin and Babs Davis were like, hell no. Um, if you leave L.A., you, like, were cutting you off and basically gave him, like, an ultimatum um, because, you know, they were just like, this is not a good look. And, of course, Big Kathy despised the Davises because they hated her, just like the Hilton's did. Um, <laughs> seems to be a theme here. Uh, so, yeah, their marriage was not doing too great. You know, they were like, dude, your wife is an embarrassment. She is allegedly an alcoholic. Um, so 
then while all this was going down, while her marriage was, you know, going in the shitter, Kim, again, never one to give up old habits, started seeing this dude, John Jackson, um, and the Davises were like, okay, dude, you gotta, either you're getting cut off or you gotta leave Kim. So, of course, I mean, being Greg Davis, like, what would you do? An inheritance of millions and billions of dollars or Kim Richards? I mean, come on. Bye, Kim. Yeah, yeah. This was fun. And uh, someone said, yeah, Kim spent all her money on shopping, drinking, and drugs, which, no shocker there. Um, But Kim got, like, a pretty good divorce settlement. She got 20 grand a month until 2009, which is when her younger child would be 18. And then... 23 grand a month for life or until she remarries. So I think we all know why Kim never got married after that. She wants to keep Uh, that 23 grand a month. But like, what the fuck? If someone's paying me 23 grand, like you can keep a house. Well, I think that the reason that maybe she couldn't keep a house is maybe she was spending that 23 grand elsewhere. Oh, yeah, true. Well, people always say, like, you know, especially, like, with comedians or people in the entertainment industry who are more inclined to doing drugs, like, the ones who end up with no money are always uh-huh. the ones who are drinking and partying because, yep. hey, if I'm if I'm on an out, if I'm going out, like, for a night out and I'm drinking, you never know what I'm going to buy. <laughs> or, right, like, you right. don't know what's going to happen or what restaurant you're going to go to. Put, right you know, well, a $3,000 bottle of champagne, something stupid, like... Yeah, and think about it. Like, if you're... Okay, if she's still getting 23000 a month, like, she's renting these houses. Let's say she's renting a house for, I don't know, six grand a month. Like, that's not that much left. And you have to pay for, you know, her car payment. She probably has to pay for whatever the fuck else she has to pay for. And then she's spending, like, so much on allegedly, you know, like, not great things. It probably goes, you know... Pretty fast. Also, fast. like... But it's pretty guaranteed that, like, the Davis family, like, paid for the kids' college. So it's not like... Oh, for sure. For sure. It's not like she had to... Yeah, I mean, her kids all went to private schools. It's not like she had to pay for any of that shit. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, So, yeah, post-divorce, Big Kathy sets up Kim with an Arab prince. No shocker there. Um, And there was a story that Big Kathy borrowed said Arab prince's Benz and drove under the influence. Again, is anyone shocked? Um, and then little Kathy, I don't know why little Kathy was always trying to like set Kim up, but then become resentful about it. Like this is a very interesting dynamic. And this, we did, didn't Kim just recently talk about this, how she went out with Donald Trump? Yeah. So I mean, creepy. what the fuck? So apparently Trump would fly Kim out, but Kim wasn't into it. So I will give Kim that. I mean, I, I didn't realize that Kim like had a barometer of like how low will you go? But apparently, like, that was her, that was her, like, that was her bottom. She was like, I I can't do it. Even Kim Richards wouldn't marry Donald fucking Trump. She's like, I can't. I just can't do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I'm looking here, and it said in the book that once Trump ended up with Melania and they gave birth to their son, Barron, um, he actually named him in honor of um, the boss, who I think was Barron Hilton. And I didn't realize how close the Hiltons were to Donald Trump. I mean, I didn't realize that they were like a, like a super, super conservative family and all this. Like I, 
I, I maybe I'm naive. I just I never knew that. Well, in New York, like New York is one like very small, and as much as like Donald Trump like sucks, he's been like such a public figure, especially in New York. Right. Like I work for New York Magazine, and since the beginning of the magazine, he's been on the cover of New York Magazine over twenty times, like Jesus. which is crazy. Like so, even before he was the president, even before like this dude was such a fame whore. Right. And it's sense. not surprising that he would be, like, Klingons with the Hilton family. Right. In the same way that fucking Kathy Hilton, I mean, like, big Kathy, you know? It's like, they got the name, so let's just... Right, right. Yeah, really actually, try to make them my friend. I, actually, it does make sense. Like, Donald Trump and Kathy, little Kathy, seem to have, like, a lot in common. I could see that, actually. Dude, how hot would it have been big Kathy hooking up with Trump? My, it's like my dream porno. (laughs) I'm disgusted. I think I'm going insane. Oh my god! Pretty much, pretty much everyone listening just like threw up in their cars. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm so sorry if you have to pull over and like maybe kill yourself (laughs) because of that imagery. Stab yourself in your eye. (laughs) Oh my god! Um, Get a lobotomy. (laughs) Never like erase this from my brain. So yeah, so this is okay. So remember that dude Joe. I keep wanting to say Joe Jackson, but not not Joe Jackson. John Jackson, um, that Kim was boning, you know, toward the end of her marriage to Greg. Yeah, um, boned him and had a fourth baby with him. Shocker. Um, And that's her baby or her daughter, Kimberly, that she, you know, took a note from Big Kathy and named her daughter after herself because, you know, that's what narcissists do. Um, Dude, my mom's name is Mary Lou. Like, if she fucking named me Mary Lou, <laughs> would not have liked that. Little Mary Lou, that's what I'd Little go Little Mary Lou. It's like um, my rap name. Oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> LML. Yeah. <laughs> For short. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, so she apparently was, like, boning two dudes, like, at once, which I'm not really shocked by that. Um. Or maybe you're around the same time. So she phoned that dude, John Jackson. And then this is some weird ass, like, shit. Like, there's some weird, like, cosmic shit that goes on with this family. So she phoned the John Jackson dude, was an aircraft parts supplier. Okay, she has a baby with him. And then she starts dating this dude, John Collette, who allegedly was a securities broker who lived in Malibu. Sounds good on paper. However, he termed he turned out to be a central figure in one of the largest scams in the country. It sounds like he was kind of like a, a Madoff dude um, involving 8,000 elderly investors and totaling $150 million in, in losses. So he was obviously a great person. Um, and he was also under investigation on subscription of illegally, suspicion of illegally selling partnerships in oil and gas leases. So great. Um, and then this is this incident Kim referenced on Beverly Hills too, that her boyfriend, John Collette, this, you know, Bertie Madoff-esque dude, was talking on his cell phone outside of Brent's Deli in the Valley in 1991. So it was like one of those cell phones. And then um, someone just came up and shot him. And I love that this is such a Kim move. Apparently Kim called the deli and she's like, so, yeah, I was definitely on the phone with my boyfriend, and I heard him get shot. So, has anyone seen him? 
Like, it's like, uh, yeah. There was a shooting outside. <laughs> Dumb fuck. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, apparently someone had paid this person 30000 to kill him. Uh, and then he note, killing fucked up Kim for a long time. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, the killing's fucked up Kim. <laughs> um, yeah, so then... It might have affected her a little bit. Just a tad. Uh, so then, in the weirdness that is Kim Richards' life, John Jackson, her baby daddy from her fourth baby and ex-lover, whatever, heard about the story and called John Collette's mother and said, hey, I want to buy his motorcycle. And <laughs> John, Col- John like- Collette's mom was like, hey, you should call Kim um, because it was her favorite bike. And then he was like, oh, hey, Kim, guess who I just... I mean, what the fuck is this? Like, so fucking weird. Um, And at this time, she was also still living in the house that we just talked about, in the Davis house um, on Beverly Glen and Sunset that just got demoed. And, I mean, Jesus Christ. But then after all of this shit, I I guess the Davises were probably like, "Uh, okay, dude, you need to get the fuck out. This is when she moved to the West Valley, um, and she moved into a house in Calabasas. And um, Joe, oh, my God, why do I keep wanting to call him Joe Jackson? Fuck. John Jackson <laughs> blames many of Kim's issues on Big Kathy. Yeah, no shit. Um, and I would like to read a quote on page 107. Um, Jackson says she was 100% the problem. Uh, referring to Big Kathy. Kim's a spitting image of her mother in every way. The immortality, the drinking, the revolving door of men who she and Big Ka- who she, Big Kathy, had in her life when Kim was with me. Just the conniving craziness about her, the way she, Kim, spent money like water. Kathy was typically frustrated, or Kathy was that typically frustrated mother of a child star who lived through their children. Oh, yeah. Um, and Jackson believes without a doubt that Kathy Hilton is the same kind of mother to Paris. Yeah, that's probably an accurate assessment. Um, and then this guy, John Jackson. Oh, so I tracked this dude down. He, guys, if you're interested, he has a public Instagram. Um, I forget what his name is, but he's pretty easy to find. And he is like the most normal looking dude. And he now has gone on to like get married have two kids with his second wife. Um, and yeah, and their daughter Kimberly like seems pretty normal too. Um, and yeah, speaking of anti-Semitism, uh, John, <laughs> John Jackson's like, oh, BTW. Yeah, the Hiltons, they're assholes and they also spew anti-Semitic slurs, which, okay. But then while I was researching, let's bring it around to the Davis family again. Apparently Brandon Davis, who we all know from the, you know, 2005 Lindsay Paris era, he said once that Paris Hilton was anti-Semitic and that was coming from, you know, Brandon Davis as a Jew. Um, so <laughs> they own like half a Cedar Sinai hospital um, or not. They don't own it. They donated it. Excuse me. Um, anyway, so there's that. Uh, so anyway, okay, so now we fast forward to Jack Katane, Big Kathy's third husband, who he was in the mob, um, and he was dating Big Kathy around the time that little Kathy and Rick Hilton got together. He was the one that um, 
think Kathy was like, yeah, you know, I should probably, you know, keep this on the down low since my since my daughter's wearing a Hilton. But then six months after they got married, she's like, okay, we're good. We can we can get married now. Um, and then, yeah. So apparently, Big Kathy would like brag to her friends. She'd be like, yeah, if you know you did anything, taken care of. <laughs> Um, and he finally did get convicted in 1987, post-divorce from Big Kathy for his part in a counterfeiting operation. She knows how to pick them. She really does. She really does. She thought that he had a shit ton of money, but he really didn't. Um, he had a house in Sherman Oaks before they got married, but then moved into her house in Bel Air. Um, and, oh, this is the part with the, uh, with the ring. <laughs> they say... He gave Big Kathy a shitty but big diamond ring. <laughs> yep. That Big Kathy refused to give back after they split. Now, it says that the ring was 15 carats, and initially I thought it was the one that Kyle always wears that we were talking about, mm-hmm. but Kyle said that one was 10 carats, so I don't know. But if you look at that ring that Kyle always wears on her right hand, on her, like, middle finger, if you look at that ring, she's like, yeah, it's a 10-carat diamond. Okay, it doesn't look like a great diamond. It looks like a piece of glass. Yeah, that thing is huge like you know obviously when kyle was robbed she lost everything including like a lot of like her mom's old jewels but thank god she didn't lose that one because that's some collateral like you know if they lose it all not saying they will because mauricio i mean mauricio has some shady things going on uh, with his companies but like hey you sell that that's okay that's a lot of money. I, I don't know, my, like, jewelry pricing. Like, I don't know how much that would cost, but 10 effing carats? Like, what? I mean, even if it is 10 carats, it depends on, like, the quality of the diamond, though, you know? I mean, if it's, mm-hmm. like, shitty quality, then people are probably going to feel like whatever, but... You knows? know it's cubic zirconia. <laughs> and Kyle just has never known. Like, she never knew, and her mom's just been, like, lying to her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so Big Kathy and the mobster, apparently they divorced and they got remarried because, you know. Um, and Big Kathy <laughs> never let Jack Katan see her without makeup, which I was like, wow, this woman. Um, that's a healthy relationship. I've that's a heard really healthy relationship. And then they lived separately for a long time. Big Kathy stayed at the Bel Air house, and then um, Jack Katane slept over at his Sherman Oaks house. Um, oh, and then this I loved. Jack Katane finally wanted a divorce. He was, like, finally over it. But Kathy was like, no, I don't want one. And then he threatened to sue her or take back all her jewelry. <laughs> no, not my jewels. <laughs> oh, my God. But then, I mean, this guy, like, kind of had it made because he, okay, he's finally convicted in 1987. They're like, all right, dude, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. You owe, like, I think it was, like, quarter of a million dollars. And then he just died. That is so baller. Like, Which I like, I really need to investigate this dude's death because it seems a little coincidental. But Right, he's like, you know what, I'm just going to die. That's like, this is fucked up, but like when Bill Cosby was like going into prison, I was like, dude, just die. Like, you know what, like, you're going to jail, you're a convicted rapist, like, just right. die. Like, you're old as fuck. Like, right. just your life is not some, getting any better. Yeah, like, put some arsenic in your fucking jello and just die. <laughs> just die, Cosby. I mean, obviously, like, we all have a lot more hatred for Bill Cosby than for this mobster, but... <laughs> yeah, no, again, I want to be with a mobster, so I'm like, I shouldn't be slamming them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, okay, so yeah, now... be with can... a mobster, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm going insane. <laughs> 
Yeah, so Kathy was really low on money, shocker at this point. So she <laughs> sold her Bel Air house um, and borrowed money from Kyle's era boyfriend to buy a condo, uh, which her old condo was like right across the street from my old apartment from my single days. Uh, which Ooh. I loved in the book how they were describing it that Kathy, big Kathy, bought this condo in like the ghetto part of Beverly Hills. I'm like, yeah, that's where I lived. Yeah. <laughs> also, is there ever a ghetto part of Beverly Hills? Like, no, it's not, I feel it's like that's like ghetto. An it's like the, it's it's just like, I mean, whatever. It's it's not the flats. Like, it's not the you know the part. Like, whatever. Um, You're anyways. like, yes, there is a way. <laughs> yes, there is a way. It's across the street from the Ralphs where all the homeless people live. Okay, that's where that. Oh, where all um, the homeless people live? <laughs> yeah, they sleep outside. Ralphs. Actually, oh. some of them, like the, some of them, sleep outside um, the Bristol Farms, and I think they like have it made a little bit more. But um, <laughs> anyway, so they've got it made a little more. <laughs> well, Bristol, they get better scraps. Well, no, oh, I for, I forget that. Okay, this is one of those like I'm being an asshole moment this where I'm like, not everyone lives in LA. And they not you guys don't know what Bristol Farms is. Oh my god, um, <laughs> Bristol Farms is like it's like it's like a Dean and Deluca, but um, I mean not exactly. It's more it's more of a supermarket than Dean and Deluca. Like it's like if you married a Dean and Deluca in a Gristides. That's kind of what it is. So it's it has like normal stuff, but then it also has like really like high end stuff, and they have you know like their own like olive bar and their own like specialty Marcona almonds and that kind of shit. Um, (laughs) So yeah, hungry now. (laughs) That's that's Bristol Farms. Anyways, um, what was I say? Uh, Oh, this is another parallel between Big Kathy and Kim. Apparently, later in life, Big Kathy was like. I'm going to have another baby. Like, okay. So she was, like, talking to some woman, like like you do. And the woman was like, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant, but I don't really want a baby. And Big Kathy's like, well, that's great because I want a baby. So I'll just take yours. And shocker, that didn't work out. Um, <laughs> I'll just take your baby. Like, oh. <laughs> no, no, Big Kathy. No, you're not um, going to. So... Yeah, so, oh, then Big Kathy went to real estate school but never went through with it. And then she's like, I know, I'll start painting. So, apparently, little Kathy had this boutique in Sunset Plaza, um, which, for some reason, I picture her boutique being where Chin Chin is now. I just love the, like, thought of Big Cat or little Kathy's old store, like, turning into, like, a, a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so she had this boutique called Elizabeth's Staircase because whatever. Well, her name, her middle name was Elizabeth, but I'm not sure what the staircase is about. But Elizabeth's Staircase is very weird. <laughs> like was... those are two like very different. Like I just very random. Like right. Um, I want to reach out to her on Twitter and be like, "What was the name? Like, what inspired the staircase portion of?" This, oh my god! Please do that. Thing. And I like have this feeling that she would answer you too. She'd be like, "Let me tell you." She's like constantly refreshing her Twitter, like waiting for someone to contact her. And like she would, she like doesn't even, like she texts just her name. Like she doesn't even look for hashtags. Like she goes that deep into Twitter. I was just talking to, I was just talking uh, to shout out Shelly Wade, our friend who was on my podcast yesterday. We were talking, she was telling me about 
little Kathy's Twitter and how like amazing it is. And she said that she used to use it as like an intercom for Paris. And she would be like, hey, does anyone know where Paris is? And people would tweet Paris. They'd be like, Paris, your mom wants you. Like, oh and then they would tweet back to little Kathy and they would be like, oh, she's in Greece. And little Kathy would be like, oh, thanks. Like, she didn't get, like, she thought it was like texting. But, oh, my God. <laughs> I love, like, moms on Twitter. It's funny. Amazing. So, apparently, good Kathy would, like, paint these paintings and then sign them under a pseudonym because she didn't want people to know that she needed money. And God. I just want to know, where can I find one of these paintings? I would do anything. It's like, you know, when George Bush started painting and everyone was like, oh, I have to buy one. Like, this is my George Bush painting. Like, I need one. Cut to Megan on eBay at three in the morning. Dude, I know. Don't. Can do you, not get me started. Can you authenticate that this is really an original thing, Kathy? <laughs> and then I look at, like, the screen name of who's selling it, and it's, like, Tim Richards, <laughs> 72. <laughs> Located in Encino, California. Right? She's like... Shipping will be a little bit delayed. It's, it's really hard to ship big packages. It's quite expensive. Um, oh, my dude, God. She's like, dream. I need the PayPal payment to go through first before I can go to the FedEx store. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Um, so then we have a little notation here that apparently Big Kathy used to go to Polo Lounge and get drunk and sing, which I'm like, okay, like, let's just skip forward to Kim Richards getting arrested. Oh, my God. Outside so around. true. Full circle. Full circle I wonder moment. if Kim was like very triggered there. She probably. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you know, she would go there when she was younger. Oh, like, yeah. I always think back to like Drew Barrymore being like a ten year old coke addict. She was just like, yeah, like we just partied and like we went everywhere and like it didn't really matter how old I was. Like I saw everything. Like Kim must have been in such a similar situation. But totally. You know, obviously, when your mom is like not really like being a mom being yeah, more exactly, of a friend exactly <laughs> like, you know that she was at polo lounge like circa age eight just like <laughs> sipping a martini having her chocolate souffle like yeah her mom oh is God. like dance dance him dance for the nice businessmen <laughs> <laughs> go up by the piano show what you got yeah, um, right. yeah so finally Big Kathy was like, I don't know who persuaded her. They were like, Big Kathy, like, you're done. You've, you've done LA. You've seen it all. You need to go, like, out to pasture. You need to go out to the desert and just, like, whatever. So then, You need to sweat out your, like, terrible mothering and, seriously. like, probably regret. Seriously. So apparently she went and got a facelift from Michael Jackson's surgeon, uh, which <sighs> is a great referral. Um <laughs> And then she moved to the desert in Indian Wells, um, which is just right around the corner from La Quinta, where um, Mauricio and Kyle live now. And we were actually supposed to go to La Quinta this weekend, but it was going to rain all weekend. We were like, fuck that. Um, so yeah. now we're going somewhere else where it's going to rain all weekend, whatever. Anyways, but if next time I go out to La Quinta, you know I'm going to drive by this fucking house. Um, uh, I know that for a fact that that. Of course, I will take pictures. Just don't worry, guys. I got it. Um, and I forwarded you the link of the the house <laughs> that was sold. And I love that the the pictures from Realtor.com um, are totally like. There's a picture of the living room, and you can just see like on the coffee table a picture. There's a picture of Big Kathy and like Kim. There's a picture of Kyle's wedding. Like, okay. Um, so this is the house, guys, 
that this is the famous house of you stole my house. <laughs> um, yeah, this is that house, guys. And uh, if you look through the pictures, this is obviously the house where circa season one of Beverly Hills. Remember Kyle brought Lisa Vanderpump to this fucking little house in the desert? And Lisa Vanderpump was like, oh, it's, it's charming. Um, yeah. I mean, what, it's a nice, like, second home. It's a nice, like, vacation home, whatever. It's a little dated. Um, and there's pictures of the bedroom where I'm like, oh, my God, what happened in this bedroom? Um, it looks like they painted the outside of it. So, you know, it's updated a little bit. It's on a golf course. Um, whatever. It was so, fi- it was finally sold for uh, 500000 which is a pretty good price for the desert. Um, 2,000 square feet. And, oh, Wait, oh my God, I'm just reading the property overview on realtor.com right now. I'm surprised it even says this. Property overview. Indian Wells really is the Beverly Hills of the desert. Complete with the home of Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, Kyle Richards. Oh. They, you can say that on a right? listing? I thought you have to list like if someone dies in the house, not like what I mean, soon to be washed up reality star once lived there. Like, was that like a selling point? This is hilarious. Uh, fabulous triple fairway views highlight this great Indian Wells Country Club home that has no HOA fees. Wow. Three bedrooms, two baths, all for under $500,000. Um, oh, so it was like four nine nine nine. whatever. This is a must-see value, so call for your private showing. And guess who the broker was on this house? Uh, Mauricio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, you have to. Next time you're over in Palm Springs or Palm Desert, wherever, you need to set up a showing. Like, well, I, I think someone lives there now. It's it was oh, sold. Shit. It was sold in. Uh, okay, so it was sold in 2004. This that would be the for 420. That was the the sale that uh, Kim was referencing, and then it was sold again in 2014. So, oh, okay, it's all coming back to me now. Um, thank you, Celine Dion. So, yeah, when it was sold in 2004, it wasn't really, this is all alleged, heard through the grapevine, don't quote me on this. Um, when it was sold in 2004, it, apparently, it was like a transfer of trust. So, Big Kathy had left this house to all three girls, because I'm sure she was like, I don't want to deal with whoever gets it. Um, (laughs) so, it was listed, like, in a trust situation, and then it was, like, transfer of trust, I guess, allegedly, um, we're assuming, or whatever, that um, Mauricio and Kyle bought out the trust. And I don't know if they put it, like, under their company name or whatever. Um, just throwing these things out there. Um, anyway, and then finally in 2014, which is, like, a couple years after Housewives started, then they, like, really, really sold it. And that's when they moved to their new house in Lagunita. So, um, yes, real estate with Jess. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so... Uh, okay, so cut to the late 80s. Um, Kyle is 17. She's at a Tina Turner concert with her friends. And she meets... I'm so sorry for this pronunciation, but Grace Aljufri... Uh, and she's like, yeah, I'm 19, even though she's not. Um, he's Indonesian, Arab, and Dutch. And, okay, this is what I love. So there was this rumor forever that Kyle had married a prince, like an Indonesian prince. Now, through my deep research, 
Kyle's like, oh, yeah, there was a rumor that he was a prince. I don't know how that came out. But then I heard from someone else that Big Kathy was the one that started that rumor. <laughs> Not surprising. I was like, yeah, Kyle, you don't know how it started. Um, so big surprise, Kyle gets knocked up with Farah at age 18. And then, um, she was another one, Kathy's, big Kathy's second daughter to have a shotgun wedding. Um, they got married at the lovely Beverly Hills courthouse, um, where I got my marriage certificate. It's not really that great. Um, and then she had Farah at 19, but then she was like, I'm really not into being married and the only thing she's ever said about it, she's like, yeah, I just was too young to get married. I didn't, whatever. And then she left him. Um, so yeah, that was that. Then, uh, then she was dating a dude. Kyle was dating a dude 25 years older than her, who was a newscaster for CBS. And you can Google this shit. If you Google like Kyle Richards, old fiance newscaster, this dude is old as fuck. And you can (laughs) see his picture and you're like, what the hell? Um, yeah. Get it. I'm into older men. So she's engaged. That. She's engaged to the CBS newscaster or whatever. And she meets Mauricio. And she's like, oh, screw this dude. I'm going to go with this Mexi Jew, Mauricio, because he is Mexi like, Jew. <laughs> that's what my husband calls uh, Mexican Jewish people. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that's, you know, again, carrying on that family legacy of cheating on the one you're with. And then um, for her second shotgun marriage, she was actually, and I love how she just omits this from the show too. She was four months pregnant with her second kid, Alexia, when she married Mauricio. Um, so yeah. Uh, so then she married Mauricio. That was that. And then she got Mauricio, you know, a job with Rick Hilton. And this is the time when like, I have a girlfriend who talks about, um, you know, Kyle and Mauricio got this, like, little apartment right by Big Kathy's, um, right by, you know, the homeless Ralphs. And um, <laughs> my girlfriend's always like, oh, yeah, I remember Kyle driving around her beat-up little, like, Honda Civic when she with her two kids. And I'm like, oof. <laughs> rough times, rough times. Um, so, yeah, so finally, so Big Kathy's living out in the desert, you know, and... Uh, she is singing. This is another place I have to visit if it's still standing. A restaurant slash club on Highway 111 uh, called Melvin's. And um, she was singing. A club called Melvin's? Melvin's. What a name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, picturing where this is, too. Um, and this this guy, Richard Fenton, um, he, I mean, he sounds like a nice guy. Poor guy. He His wife had died of cancer. And it was, he met Big Kathy six months after his wife died. So at least, you know, he wasn't cheating on her. Um, and apparently, Big Kathy was known as the Black Widow, which is a great thing. Because, she, and she also, this, it should be noted that she also didn't wear panties. I get it, girl. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then here's my notes on Richard Fenton, okay? Marriage ended in 1998, went to the Betty to get grief counseling. And 10 months later, met Big Kathy. Okay. Um, he later proposed to Big Kathy with an emerald ring at Morton's in Palm Desert. Okay, I'm not too shabby. Uh, and then they got married in 1999, before, right before Christmas, with Kyle as the only witness at a church in Palm Desert. Kyle is always the witness at these weddings. 
Well, Kyle, like we always see on Beverly Hills too, like she loves being the like go-to person. Like she loves being like the main right. person. So she probably was like, ah, well, you know, I was there for mom's wedding. Where were you, Kim? Mm-hmm. It's like exactly, exactly, oh exactly. She's the constant martyr. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so Richard Fenton's daughter. That was first marriage. Apparently, heard a story about Big Kathy singing at Melvin's and making out with different dudes, which is probably true. Um, but apparently, Fenton didn't care. But then, Big Kathy declared war on Fenton's daughters. She didn't want Richard to help his daughters out with their bills. She made him sell his old house that he had with his ex-wife to put money toward her renovations on her house. Um, oh, and this is a great story. Um, this is all, you know, per Mickey Katane, or sorry, not Mickey Katane. This is all per um, Richard Fenton's daughter who was interviewed for this lovely book. Um, so apparently Big Kathy made up a lie about giving a ring to Richard's daughter, which was supposedly her dead mother's, but eventually keeping the ring, like, I, I guess she told his daughter, like, oh, here, this is a ring that was your mother's, but you can't have it. And then, like, she kept, I mean, I don't know, it's fucking weird. Um, but I guess, like, Richard Fenton was kind of a star fucker because allegedly the only reason he stayed with Big Kathy was because he was interested in the Hiltons. Um, and it's rumored that Big Kathy refused to have sex with him and made him sleep in a guest bedroom. <laughs> how are these men, like, into this? Like, how are these guys being, like, yeah, you know what? We're never going to have sex, and I'm going to sleep in another room. Like, huh? Right? Like, I don't... I mean, girl must have given a great blowjob. I don't know. She, yeah, she must, like, really ring them in, does all of the tricks, like, pulls Lala Kent all of, all of the stops, pulls out all the stops to get the guy. And then once she has them, she's like, you think we're going to ever fuck again? I mean, like, really. So now we're in the late 90s, you know, pre-millennium, everyone's like, oh my god, we have to get water, the banks are gonna crash, blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) And, okay, so this is towards Ken Richards' death, and this is, like, some real juice right here. So, okay, by the late 90s, apparently all the Richards girls had abandoned Ken. He was, this is actually sad, he was living on Social Security with his wife, Sylvia. He was working at a discount store. Does that mean, like, the 99-cent store? Um, (laughs) he had kidney cancer and he was given one year to live he was living in this small apartment in idaho um and finally i guess ken contacted little kathy and risk and rick to ask to borrow money for his medical bills um which is like really sad and then finally the hiltons as i mean this is like so gross they were like, yeah, we'll loan you 10 grand, but you have to pay us back because, you know, we're really hard up for that 10 grand. Um, but then apparently they never came to like visit him or see him. And now we have. Why would they? Why would they? Why would they? Go Why would they? Be with their father who's dying. Um, and now we have another quote from our friend Sylvia Richards regarding yes. this whole debacle. Sylvia says, of the, she's talking about. Um, about Kim Richards here. Her father is dying and he, she, he's hurting and she would get drunk, jump off the bed, bring the kids in. She could care less because she was a little girl, TV and movie star. She'd been doted on all her life and was very selfish. 
Um, that's a fast forward to Real Housewives. I can totally see Kim getting drunk and jumping on a bed. Uh, yes, I feel like if we really go back and rewatch the entire like season, like all of the seasons, we definitely could see her probably doing that somewhere. Yeah. So this is. I'm surmising here that this is like the, you know, the real height of maybe not the height, but like a real uh, low point in Kim's uh, addiction. Because we hear from Sylvia that one day they were in the hospital room with Ken and he was telling Kim that they were going to go home. And apparently Kim flew at Sylvia, came at me with hands and fists and physically attacked me. She was screaming that I was trying to take her father away. She called security patrol and tried to get get me removed from her house. Oh, they weren't in the hospital. They were at her house. Um, she told me that Rick and Kathy were going to do things to me. I said, let him come at me. (laughs) It was a terrible mess. Ken wanted to go home and I was going to take him one way or the other. Um, okay. So she continues. It was midnight and she, being Kim, was drunk on her rear end and blubbering. Sounds like Kim. She had two strangers. Right, exactly. She had two strangers bring her out to her house in a pickup truck and she didn't know who the guys were (laughs) oh my god later she had told me that she had gone to the las vegas hilton and gambled all night seems yeah Mm -hmm. full circle out of hilton i mean what the fuck so yeah so a lot of stuff happened um eventually sylvia sold their condo to pay off the hilton's because you know they needed that 10 grand back and then um, they moved in with that. Sylvia's daughter in Vegas. Um, and then at one point, I guess, they called Kyle, who was now married to Mauricio, to ask if they could stay with them while Ken was getting treatment at the VA hospital. Um, there wasn't any room at the VA, so Kyle called Mauricio's mom, who I did not know this. Uh, Mauricio's mom apparently was a psychiatrist at Cedars. Yeah, I didn't know she worked there, but I I vaguely remember her being like a sex therapist, but that could be wrong. I feel like I randomly remember that. I I did not know they had sex therapists at Cedars. Yeah, right. They like have them on staff. They're like, well, your boner will not work. I mean, Um, wow. Mauricio's mom. Will my insurance pay for that? Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So, I mean, that was nice that Mauricio's mom got him a bed there. And then, um, and then Kim invited them to stay with them in Calabasas, but then, you know, they had that little altercation. So finally, Ken and Sylvia were like, fuck this, we're going to go back to Vegas. Um, but Kim and Kyle were like, no, you have to stay in California because they wanted them there and they didn't want to drive all the way to Vegas. <laughs> um, then Kim finally was like, fine, you can go back to Vegas. Um, but right when they were about to go back, Ken had another heart attack and he went back into the hospital for a week. I mean, this is just like fucking ridiculous. So, um, yeah. So unfortunately this is when he died. Um, he died in 98. Um, but then it says, you know, his daughters, Kim and Kyle didn't show up until after he had died. Um, and then someone, uh, also notified the Hiltons in New York. And um, this is just like a really sad story. She, Sylvia says, while she was still in the room with her husband's body, he wanted to be cremated, I guess. 
Um, Rick and Kathy telephoned. Rick is on the phone, and Kathy is in hysterics in the background, says Sylvia Richards. Rick says, Kathy needs to talk to her dad. I said, Rick, he's gone. But he insisted. She's got to talk to him. Kathy got on the phone. Oh, Dad, I love you so much, and I miss you. You've done so much for me. I didn't say anything, says Sylvia. I just let her ramble, and I was thinking this whole time maybe someone else was there besides Rick. I thought Kathy was putting on an act because she never gave a damn. She never showed him any love. If she did love him, she would have been there. None of them lifted a finger to help. Where was Kathy Hilton when her father died? Uh, yeah, she wasn't there. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> Not there. And then uh, Cindy, uh, Cynthia, uh, Sylvia Richards' daughter, says getting Kathy and Rick to help um, – you know, Ken Richards was like pulling teeth. By the time they had paid back all the money for that $10,000 loan, my mom and dad had no money. The Hiltons are a cruel family. I don't understand that. Like, one, the person was dying. Two, it's ten grand, and you're right. so fucking rich. Like, how selfish. And also, like, when you give money to people, especially people in your family, doesn't it kind of go without saying that, like, you're never seeing that money again? Like, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, you, I, I hate, I mean, obviously, people are always asking family members for money. Like, maybe not as much as ten grand, but like, you never should just assume that it's a gift. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, they're like notoriously cheap, so you know. Okay, so now, okay, we're nearing the end, you guys. We're almost there. Thank you for hanging <laughs> in with us. This is, this is a marathon, <laughs> not a sprint. Um, we have now reached the end of Big Kathy. Um, literally, she does. Literally. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, so it was also, 98 was like a really shitty year for these guys. Uh, 98, when Ken was dying, Big Kathy found a lump in her breast, which later had sp spread to her lungs and her brain. Um, yeah, and then she also felt, I guess, that she had been conned by Richard Fenton. Wait, I've been calling him Richard Fenton the whole time. I think his name was Robert Fenton. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't fucking notice. I'm like, I don't... Once it gets to, like, husband eight, I'm like, they're all the same in my head. I know. I'm like, wait, Bob, wait, which one was this? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Well, this is what happens when we record for almost two hours about I know. the Richard sisters. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> so, apparently... Um, okay, so... Okay, so this is a quote from page 137, if you're still following along. As I, like... Flip open to 137. <laughs> uh, oh, apparently Big Kathy confided in her first boyfriend, Bob Conkey. All right. We're, they, I mean, where did these people crawl out from under? Uh, so apparently she told Bob uh, <laughs> that uh, the Fen Mr. Fenton, she told me that he basically bullshitted her when they met, telling her that he had a lot of money and... But he didn't really have any money. He was living off her. And then he says, it's funny, because she thought she was going to live off him. It's one of those classic, you mean you don't have any money either stories? <laughs> 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 Which I feel like is just, like, I don't even really feel bad for her, because I love that, like, her whole life, her basis was, like, to, like, find rich men and live off them. And then, like... At the end of her life, like, it really just, like, turned on her. Like, the whole universe was like, fuck you, Big Kathy. Look what's going to happen now. 
like, I mean, Jesus. Um, so, yeah, apparently she didn't want chemo because she didn't want to lose her hair. She refused a mastectomy. Um, and then they talk about Bob, Mr. Fenton, because in my notes here, I just <laughs> go from calling him Richard to Bob. Okay. Um, so everyone's like, Bob was actually really sweet. And this is sad. He had to go through cancer with his first wife and now with fucking Big Kathy. Um, and then Bob's daughters were like, yeah, Big Kathy used their dad. Um, and then by 2001, cancer had spread to Big Kathy's brain, oh. which is not good. Um, and then she went to L.A. for surgery. And, um, and then we have a quote from uh, one of Mr. Fenton's daughters on page 138, where apparently on one one occasion, one of the daughters had called the house hoping to speak with Mr. Fenton, but Kathleen answered. Kathleen is, you know, Big Kathy. Um, I also love in this book, like, he either will call her, like, Big Kathy or Kathleen. It's like continuity, Jerry. Continuity. Or sometimes just Kathy, and I'm like, which fucking Kathy are you talking about? Like, yeah, like, get your shit together. He did not edit this book. I like, did he, anyone edit or proofread this no, shit? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. So, apparently, Big Kathy gets on the phone, and she tells Mr. Fenton's daughter how much she hated her, what a horrible person she was, and now that the cancer had spread and was going to her brain and she was going to die anyway, she was like, you know what? You're nothing but a big cunt. <laughs> I mean, okay. Oh, my God. I um, love yeah. when that word is just, like, gratuitously said. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. Okay. I guess I'm a cunt. Um, yeah. And then apparently, so apparently Big Kathy, because, you know, this is what matters, she prepped her will six months before her death and, um... A friend of Mr. Fenton's was like, dude, you better pay attention because Big Kathy is going to screw you. Like, she doesn't love you, whatever. He's like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. But apparently there was a stipulation made in the will that um, apparently Bob Fenton was allowed to stay in Big Kathy's house a year after her death, but he was not allowed to have any female company or he would be evicted. And then to make certain of this, that he was abiding to this, Kim Richards was put in charge. And Big Kathy told Kim, listen, Kim, Kim, after I die, you, your job is to make sure that there are no ladies on the premises at any time. Oh, God. Uh, She's okay. trolling these men post-death. Yes. Like, she, she must give the best blowjob <laughs> in the history of dick sucking because... <laughs> This is, like, some strong game. Like, I'm truly, a like... really strong game. Like, I don't know. Like, I go back and forth between being, like, Big Kathy is an icon and also being, like, she's an abusive, terrible mother. <laughs> it's, a, but... it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Yeah. It really is a fine line. And I love that Kim is the one, like, put in charge of this. Like, okay, Kim, here's your job. <laughs> you know Kim's out there, like, on the golf course with her fucking binoculars calling Kyle? Like, I think I see a bitch. Um... <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah, also why it. like in like a like a different little outfit she's wearing like a visor like pretending totally, totally one of those like fake mustache nose <laughs> thick glasses things 
camel like, on no one will ever know. Which is probably <laughs> why Kim was like, oh, well, it's my house. It was left to me because she was put in charge of, you know, like, lady gate or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she died in, Big Kathy died in 2002, which, of course, Kyle always talks about how she was by her mother's side, blah, blah, blah. Who knows if that's really true because she died in the desert and Kyle was living out here. So, I mean, that's a lot of driving back and forth. But Yeah, I know in Kyle's book she mentioned how, like, she was there constantly and, like, it was, like, her main priority. Even, like, her and Mauricio, like, began not having, like, marital issues, but, like, it definitely was a little bit of a wedge in their relationship because for years she just, like, exclusively was focusing on her mom's health, which obviously, like, that's awesome. You should be doing that when it's your mother. Um, yeah. Even if it is, even if your mother is Big Kathy. Yeah, it, wow. So, yeah, uh, Mr. Fenton did not receive anything. The only thing, after she died, the only thing that he did receive was her urn. God. <laughs> I was like, where's... Oh, lucky him. Where is Big Kathy now? Um, so... Yeah, um, apparently Big Kathy's house in Indian Wells that Mr. Fenton had invested 250000 in was obviously left to the three girls. We know that because of, you know, the whole you stole my house situation. And she was cremated. There were several services for Big Kathy, some in Palm Springs, some here. And one of the services Mr. Fenton missed out on because he was out golfing, you know, like you do. And I would just like to read everyone per legacy.com Kathleen's obituary. Okay, guys, let's, okay. This was originally published in the Los Angeles Times in March of 2002 under Kathleen Richards Fenton. Kathleen Richards Fenton, age 63, of Indian Wells, California, passed away on March 2nd, 2002, at her daughter's residence in Indian Wells. Now it's her daughter's residence, okay. Well. She was born on April 17th, 1938, in Omaha, Nebraska. Her father was Edward Dugan and her mother, Dorothy Callahan. She was married to Robert C. Fenton Jr. on December 19th, 1999, in Indian Wells. She was a homemaker and an artist. For the last 25 years. Really? Artiste. She was a homemaker and an artist. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, all right. Not sure how Kathy and Kim and Kyle, like, figured out that one, but whatever. Because um, allegedly they're the ones that wrote this. Um, she is survived by her husband, Robert Fenton of Indian Wells, daughters Kathleen Hilton of New York City, Kyle <laughs> Umansky of Beverly Hills, which... BTW, they didn't live in Beverly Hills, they lived in Bel Air, but whatever. And Kim Richards, also of Indian Wells, California. So this is when Kim was living in the desert, obviously, because, you know, she was on spy duty. Brother, <laughs> brother Ed Dugan of Chocolate, Chocolate, Pennsylvania. That's a place. Me, me likey. I'm going to move there. I knew Hershey, Pennsylvania, but I've never heard of Chocolate, Pennsylvania. Chocolate, Pennsylvania. Sister Donna Downs of Chocolate, Pennsylvania, and brother Chuck Dugan of Freeport, New York. Also, Freeport is the hood. Like, I'm surprised they called that out. Yeah, right? Maybe (laughs) back in the day? I mean, back in the day, actually, it is, like, on the water, so maybe back in the day it was, like, nice, but definitely not a place I'd want to ever be. But besides the point. She was survived by uh, she was survived by eleven grandchildren, 
A memorial will be held at Church of the Good Shepherd, again making an appearance in Beverly Hills on March 18, 2002 at 3 o'clock p.m. Uh, memorials to Kathleen Richards Desert Breast Foundation. Okay. So this is the last quote of the book. Well, of part one. We didn't read part two. <laughs> the fuck part two. So it says, some years after Big Kathy's death, this is literally the last paragraph in the book, guys. Her childhood pal, Jane Halloran, observes, quote, all Kathleen ever wanted out of life was to see her daughters become stars and marry rich men. Her favorite granddaughter surpassed them all. Whenever Kathleen, wherever Kathleen's is, in heaven or hell, I bet she'll be thinking of Paris saying, you go, girl. <laughs> I love that her best friend from childhood is like, yeah, so I don't know if she's in heaven or in hell, but I'm sure she's room for Paris. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you know she is so fucking proud of Paris. And like, I have oh, a feeling. Oh, for sure. Like, I, how do you think Big Kathy would feel about them going on this reality show? I think she would, like, Oh, love she it, would right? love it. She'd be like, you go, girls, you fucking work it. And Kathy is like, I mean, either if she's, I don't know if she's down or up, but yeah, I, you know she's just like, yeah, she's living the dream. Um, so I just have some final notes on what happened um, to, you know, Kim and Kyle post-Big Kathy. Um, under Kim's category, I just have, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Monty died. First, da first daughter, Brooke, dates fat burger dude, Thayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clearly, I go, uh, they dated forever. They have, because I, I stalked her Instagram pretty much, too. And la, la, la. So I go, she's fine financially. And then apparently Kim still gets some money from the Davis Trust. So, you know, that's what, hey. that's what she's doing. As for Kyle, uh, daughter Farah also dated Fat Burger heir Taylor. Change the name of your burger company. Fat Burger? Like, no. Yeah. Again, um, besides the point. Ergo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why there were always Fat Burger trucks at the parties. It all makes sense yeah. now, guys. Um, and then I go, I was reading into Farah. Uh, I go, did Kyle and Mo bribe someone to get Farah into USC? What about their other daughters? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I write, Kath, uh, Kyle finally left Bel Air. Now she and Mo are in legal trouble with real estate. Taking over, taking after Kathy, question mark? I mean, it just seems like rather full circle. And uh, now she continues to re repeat these dynamics with the other ladies on the show. So there you go, guys. <laughs> you guys are so welcome. We know everyone asked for this. <laughs> I know. Everyone ask for this so there is the history of Kathy and Kyle and we all understand why they are the way they are and uh it honestly is a mystery to me how they are not both in like a federal correctional institute <laughs> very good question thanks so much for listening to this really long episode obviously all about the hilton family and kim and kyle richards and big kathy this shit was crazy hope you guys enjoyed it and reach out to me on instagram or at my email address that you'll hear at the end of the show just if you guys want to hear more stuff like this because it's really fun to do and it's kind of different than the usual so yeah hit me up thanks for listening bye
Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 